Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Uh, and I'm also Editor of The Fanatic, PW's new twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, we're back on the floor of the San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest pop culture show in North America. Uh, we're here doing this so you because you can't get a ticket. So, <laughs> so we're here at uh, the Boom Studios booth, and we're about to talk with Lev Grossman uh, and Lila Sturgis, who have worked together on uh, Lev's novel trilogy The Magicians Uh, the new book The Magicians Alice's Story uh, comes out this month Um, look thank you both for being on More to Come Uh, it's good to be here Um, yes thank you so much for having us yeah we're we're doing this in a really interesting uh, conference room yeah yeah, (laughs) we are at the very heart we're yes we are ground zero and you can hear the throbbing pulse of its circulatory system all around us this is true alright so uh, so Lev let me ask you obviously your book uh, much acclaimed I mean it's a trilogy the book's much acclaimed um, uh, uh, very popular uh, a TV show as well uh, why a graphic novel? I always wanted The Magicians to be a graphic novel. Um, it has a lot of comics DNA in it. Mm. Um, a lot of my major influences uh, are, are comics. Um, there's a lot of Doctor Strange in there, but especially uh, Alan Moore, uh, mm. who uh, Watchmen, but also um, Miracle Man, which mm-hmm. was a pretty deep cut for a long time. Mm. Uh, uh, but it just completely shaped the way I understood writing genre, basically, in this way that it's incredibly self-aware, but also just very passionate. Um, uh, so you have these, like, really powerful stories, and then also this sort of exciting meta level. Uh, I learned it all from Ellie Moore. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it made sense. It made sense that it ought, sure. to, go, it ought to become a comic. Well, clearly it's coming from a good comics. place. Yeah. And, and, and Lila, I forgot to mention, of course, that mm-hmm. you're a veteran comics writer. Yes. Um, uh, for uh, DC, Marvel, um, you name it. So, you yes, name it. yes. I've yes. probably written yes. for it. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes. Yes, uh, the first original graphic novels in the, in the Lumberjanes series. That's correct. Yeah. And the, um, I'm going to toot my own horn here. Please for a do, please um, do. This weekend, Lumberjanes The Infernal Compass won the PRISM Award oh, for Best Comic from a Mainstream Publisher. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Great. So, now, uh, I assume you're brought in to bring your expertise, obviously, in, in working in the, the graphic novel. I hope so. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's funny that, um, that Lev mentions specifically Miracle Man because that was a book that, when I was in college, was seminal to my understanding of comics. Uh, and the, the the whole way in which that book in particular deconstructs um, the notion of superheroes mm-hmm. really informed how I would be, how I would write superheroes later. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, what I didn't realize at the time was that superheroes had already been deconstructed by the master, and no one really needed to do that anymore. Um, but it all worked out in the end, and here I am. There you go. Okay. Well, uh, it, it maybe you can talk a little bit about. How you work together, I mean, to, to turn this in, you know, to transport it into another medium. Sure. Um, Lev, you want to take a stab at that? Yeah, Lila does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that breaks it all down, dude. <laughs> uh, I 
had envisioned this much more as a kind of knockdown, drag out struggle, this process, um, because I'm very possessive about um, my characters in this world and this story. Um, what I did not anticipate was that um, Lila would grasp it also completely from the get-go. I read her scripts and my only real thought was she cannot keep this up because it's so good when's it all going to go south and it never did it never you know, did can I jump in for a second because I, I neglected to ask I would be I would love for you to kind of set the scene for our listeners uh, who may not uh, you know be familiar with the novel oh sure yeah um, well this is all set um, at a school for magic mm-hmm. um, but um, it's a kind of a sort of post Hogwarts school for magic mm-hmm. it's in America um uh, these com- this story and this comic is written for adults. Um, so uh, a lot of the stuff that you, you know, gets often gets air- airbrushed out of, you know, young adult fantasy, like sex, the drinking, some of the bad language, some of the complicated relationships um, that, that arise. Uh, really, the magician sort of dives into them in, an, in, an, in a deep way and kind of it breaks some of the rules that have been sort of set out for fantasy, um, especially this kind of fantasy, the kind of Narnia, J.K. Rowling um, uh, uh, kind of fantasy. It really pushes them in what I hope is kind of a hard, realistic direction that makes it all feel a little more real. Well, I, that's certainly what I took away from the graphic novel. I mean, the characters are really, really rounded, and the relationships, as you say, they veer off in all directions, but they have the feel of real life. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly the intent and something that we we try to work. I think what makes the books so wonderful is that they balance this sort of, on the one hand, uh, metatextualness, snarkiness, um, smart acidness with real solid character development. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it all hang together for me. And that, to me, is the hallmark of just a really tasty book. Yeah. And so I I felt like when I read the novels, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so when I got a chance to write in that world, it felt very natural. Mm-hmm. But I didn't... Um, I, came, I came up with a voice for Alice really quickly, and it just kind of stuck and worked its way all through the whole book. Mm-hmm. It was... It wasn't... The same kind of challenge that writing, that adapting other things or writing in someone else's fictional universe might be. Uh, do you, uh, you you talked about reading uh, reading her scripts? I mean, do you you send send do you send her notes? Do you do you talk? Are there story conferences? What's the back and process? There was some back and forth. There was less back and forth than you would think. Um, uh, the, the thing Lila always brings up, which is true, is that I I always my my main note was that I wa- <laughs> I wanted Qu- Quentin to be. To, uh, to be um, more appealing, um, uh, he's he is the main point of view character in the books that gets turned on his head, um, and uh, he's a complicated and imperfect person. Um, uh, and in the comic, I was just so concerned that he would come off as just an unredeemable jerk. Uh, that I was like, just give him some more good lines. Basically, he's kind of a redeemable give him, jerk. Give him a joke. Redeemable, exactly. He is I a redeemable. redeemable jerk. And what, what made it tricky was that I was telling the story from the viewpoint of Alice, who is someone who is being, albeit unintentionally in some ways, harmed by Quentin. So, and his his trajectory. Um, hurts her in a lot of different yes. ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's easy to cast him as the antagonist when you're rooting for Alice. Um, and I think that's what tripped me up, because I've been thinking about this, because we've talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yes, you are you are correct that he he needed to be more complicated. And he needed to be more uh, more well rounded and, and likable. Um, uh, for our listeners, I mean, uh, I mean, in, in some ways, you know, this is sort of um, you know a, a group of college friends, uh, you know, uh, post college <clears throat> life. Uh, Messy relationships, uh, bad decisions, yeah. uh, uh, vindictiveness that grows out of it. Mm-hmm. But all of this serves to move the, the story forward on this amazing journey uh, that they, they go on. And so, but these personal problems cop, crop up in the midst of mm-hmm. the conflicts that, that ensue. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, it, 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 maybe you can talk a little bit about the, uh, the artist. Yeah, the artist is P.S. Back. Mm-hmm. He is an Eastern European artist who um, did just a stellar job on the book mm-hmm. in the sense that he was able to capture a certain kind of realism that makes the magic really pop and gives you a sense of all of the characters' emotions and relationships and reactions to each other. But it's not in this very ultra-real sort of like grim and gritty thing, which I think Lev was worried that it was going mm-hmm. to be. He has his, uh, this wonderfully, he has a wonderfully acce- accessible style mm-hmm. um, uh, that, 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 that draws you in um, almost to the point where you don't even realize how detailed uh, uh, and, and realistic his, his, his facial expressions and his, his landscapes are. Uh, and the way he handles magic, which was the key thing mm-hmm. for me... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want it too sparkly. Yeah. You don't want it yeah. too, too <laughs> cartoony. Yeah. You want it to feel like, wow, this is a real physical energy that these people are challenging, and it's happening in a physical way, and it has to have weight, and the light and the heat of it has to feel real. And somehow he makes it glow like that on the page uh, in a way that uh, I just find wonderful. Well, it's always interesting, uh, these stories that go into the... You know the academic nature of magic, uh, and uh, the detail of the the spells, the text, uh, and the you know the minute actions to master it. And so that's part of the, you know part of this experience is seeing these these texts and um, the gesticulations, the, mm-hmm. the what you have to do, uh, and it, and it comes across very well and very very real. In this really spare, dynamic style that the artist has, so it, it, it's really engrossing, it's really lively, but it doesn't go too far. And, and I mean, you mentioned Doctor Strange earlier, so that, I mean, does Steve Ditko fit, fit anywhere in his style? Do you think? Am I? Is that is that too much? I don't want to put too much on, too much pressure on Ditko, the artist. Uh, yeah, wow, Ditko, just in terms of you know actually the spill. Say, really, I, I mean, know. I know it's a bit much, but uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Certainly. He's, Ditko's stuff was kicking around in my imagination. There you go. There you go. That's fine. That, that, that's reason enough. No. Um, well, uh, uh, how does this situate between, say, the TV show, which I have not seen? Um, uh, the, 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 how does it fit in there? Because this is based on all three of the novels, the graphic novel? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It, it's drawn yeah. from the first one yeah. uh, specifically. But um, as far as I can tell, uh, the TV show is sort of its own thing. And it was yeah. one of the things that I found really satisfying about this comic is that it um, hues as Lila says, <laughs> hues very closely to the, to the original uh, book um, TV because of its nature skims over some stuff that mm-hmm. uh, I find really rich and important in the books there are things that happen in the books that never made it into the show mm-hmm. and and I've always wanted to see them I've just always wanted to see them sure. and they're in mm-hmm. the comic uh, and it's just um, a 
it's a wonderful thing for yeah. me to get yeah. to see them. And I, for my part, have never watched the TV show, mm -hmm. not out of any particular bias against it. In fact, I've heard it's quite good, uh -huh. um, but because I am very not good at keeping different oh. versions of the same story straight. If it, if it goes in, you know, it comes out. You know, if you, yes, <laughs> yeah, I would so be like, well, who and what's her <laughs> yeah, name? Yeah. And I would get, the fact that, that, that Janet is named Margo in the TV show is enough to completely throw me off my oh, game, and I would okay. never recover. Oh. Yes. Um, well, it, it's, it really is a delightful book. I mean, the characters are really vivid. Um, uh, the scenarios, the, the, the college scenario that you set up. Uh, so uh, the book, it's a hardcover release. Comes out this month, I think. Mm -hmm. um, That's right. Yep. So currently out. yeah, currently out. So go out and buy it. Uh, I'm 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 reading it right now. I'm I'm almost done with it. It's it's really fun. It's really de delightful. I've not read the, the novels, but now I'm curious. So there you go. You might have just picked up a fan. All right. All right. But look, um, this has really been delightful talking to you, and it's really great uh, to be introduced to the to your work. Uh, and thank you both uh, so much for being on more to come. Thank you.